The Will You Grow Show goes live Sundays 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern. To receive notifications, click the subscribe button beneath this video or visit YouTube's Will You Grow channel to see more shows and videos. And now, here's Will You founder Angelique Meadow with this week's Will You Grow Show. Welcome to the Will You Grow Show. How are you? I'm Angelique, founder of Will You and WillYouGrow.com, an inspirational multimedia company that provides education and mentoring to nurture empowerment and joy. Our weekly grow show begins by tackling touchy subjects that'll tickle your tempestuous thoughts, fan your eternal flame, and salve your soul with hope. Halfway through, we'll take a 60-second look at what people have to say about us. Then, we'll hear from the crew and see what they have to say about today's topic and hear from our special guest, Bishop Henry Bolden III, about his perspective. Then we'll go hands-on to share tips and tools that you can use to begin implementing today's lesson into your life. Here in the studio with me today are our audio aficionado, Ben. I'm here. In all his glory. And our video Santa, Neil. Hello. This episode is sponsored by Life and Nature, who keep our hearts beating and our world turning. And by the Carrie Campbell Foundation which supports creative video content that increases love among all people. Love that! We say thank you to the Carrie Campbell Foundation and each and every sponsor and donor. We'd also like to say thank you to each and every viewer who hits the subscribe button and the notification bell, the like button and the share button today. Your likes and subscriptions help the channel grow and notify YouTube to make this video more readily available for new people to find and watch. Now, on to today's episode. Five tips to birth your best self. Amidst our trilogy of shows about abandonment, which have touched on some heavy thoughts about the past, today's show will shed some healing light on the beauty that is within the struggle of our own transformation. When we first realize our own abandonment, on whatever level that may apply to us, be it physical, emotional, or both, we are like a caterpillar going into its cocoon, preparing for transformation into something else. The work of healing our abandonment issues includes acknowledging it, experiencing our feelings, self-reflection, and utilizing our healing tools to best suit our needs, such as energy work, prayer, counseling, mentorship, reading, art, and exercise, just to name a few. This healing process can be a challenge and a struggle, and staying in our cocoon might feel the best for us. Amidst the struggle, we might not have any support from family and friends, and we might feel alone, wondering, are we there yet? How much longer do we need to be in this cocoon? Are we ever going to break out of our shell? And when we do, what comes next? It's important during this time of not knowing where our rebirth will take us or how to do it, that we allow ourselves to see and honor the process. This means not looking for physical results of our transformation, such as appreciation from others, 
kudos from friends, or validation from family. Instead, we need to look for inner results of our transformation. They might look like changes in our uplifted perception and thoughts, a greater sense of freedom, a lightness in our physical body, acknowledging and accepting our feelings, and expressing our emotions in healthy ways. We might also see inner results such as learning how to nourish and deeply care for the state of our soul, mind, and body. And we might see some outer results such as noticing that we are taking action to care for ourselves, rather than depending upon others to help us heal, grow, build strength, and break our limitations and harmful habits. These more personal, often non-physical, inner results of rebirth may be challenging for us to see. To see them requires us to see ourselves as a whole being. Our body, thoughts, emotions, and energy. Many of us may not have been taught to see or value our whole self in this way. We may have been valued for what we can do for others. Or what we look like. We may have been taught to see and define ourselves as our body, or our brains, or as a girl, or as a boy, or as pretty, or not pretty, or as smart, or not smart, or as thin, or not thin. Now is the time that we can go deeper and stop defining ourselves by our physical body and what it can do. We can learn to like, love, and support our deeper self more. We can learn to see ourselves as an energetic body, a soul, a being, and a part of life having the intrinsic value and worth of life itself. By shifting our perspective about ourself from a physical person who provides physical goods and services or comforts to others, to a spiritual being who is a valuable part of life regardless of what we do, helps us to begin to see our inner transformation and rebirth. Sometimes it can be helpful to see an example of transformation and rebirth in nature so we may begin to see the similarities within ourselves. Let's look for a moment at the birth of cicadas. If you don't know what cicadas are, here in the southern U.S., masses of cicadas were born over the last couple of weeks. One by one, each cicada was born on their own. Here's a brief video of an hour-old hatchling insect cicada. That's what they look like when they're just born. This is one that wanted to come and say hi. 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 See, it even waved for you. Nature is amazing. Let us make sure we take time to notice and appreciate what's being born in our own lives. See you later. Bye. Birthing ourself is not easy. Like the birth of a cicada, it can be wild and messy. 
Here is a visual of a cicada as it just burst out the back of its shell. Some of us don't make it out of our shells of limitations. Some of us make it out of our shell only to get snatched up by a predator, be it a disease, a virus, violence, or just simply death. Here are some cicadas out of their shells and more developed, but not yet able to fly. The birthing process is a solitary one. Each cicada needs to struggle on its own to break free of its own limitations. Like the cicada, we mustn't allow ourselves to be discouraged or disheartened if others are not near us during this time. This doesn't mean that we've done anything wrong. It means that we are following intuition and allowing ourselves to be reborn at the time that we were called to do so. Even if we are the first member of our friends and family to be reborn. We're going to talk about cicadas and the importance of allowing them to birth themselves here in the springtime. Today, when I was out for a walk, I could hear the crackling of the leaves at the base of the forest. This uh, snap, crackle, and pop sound is the sound of cicadas emerging from the dirt to come up onto different little green grasses and flowers and onto the edges of trees and then cracking out of their shell, coming right out their back and becoming the beautiful cicada that they were meant to be. Cicadas, if you don't know what they are, they are a type of insect and they reemerge after being laid as an egg um, 14 years, one four, 14 years after they have been laid into the dirt. That's quite a long gestation period. And when they do emerge, they can walk a lot, fly a little, and they're about half the size that they end up to be when they're full grown. They're about that big, maybe two and a half or three inches. And they sing this beautiful, loud symphony during the days and especially at night here in Tennessee. They sound absolutely amazing. I encourage you to listen and pay attention to what it is that's birthing in your life, whether it's the nature around you or within you, because it's quiet. It's going to be like the snap, crackle, and pop that we heard in the forest here. It's not going to come in screaming wearing a fluorescent shirt <laughs> and waving you down. You may have things birthing in your own life, things that you may never have imagined that you could become. So be patient, be still, and observe. Birth is a quiet yet powerful and meaningful struggle, which is not for the faint of heart, as the results are unknown Many things have been said about the intensity and remarkable nature of giving birth. First, this anonymous quote. When we change the way we view birth, the way we view birth will change. I agree, as the opportunity to be reborn is a privilege, which not everyone gets to experience. Sheila Kitzinger said, quote, Birth isn't something we suffer, but something we actively do and exult in, unquote. And this quote by Ina May Gaskin, quote, 
whenever and however we choose to give birth. It will impact our emotions, our mind, our body, and our spirit for the rest of our life." Unquote. Giving birth to our best self is just as mysterious, if not more mysterious, than physical birth. One of the reasons is because we may not be aware of what will become once we're born. Think about it. Does the cicada larva know that one day it will fly? Does the caterpillar know that it will become a butterfly? We may have no idea what we will become. However, we can learn to go with the changes and assist ourselves during the birthing process by learning how to care for ourselves as we grow and develop. We need to care for our physical body, our thoughts, our emotional body, and our energy during this time. The actual process of birthing the new or repressed thoughts and emotions within us, as in allowing them into our conscious reality, involves the moment-to-moment -moment care of our emotions, our thoughts, and our actions. This care would be provided by the part of us that some people call our inner parent. That inner parent would coach the part of us that may feel rebellious and resist efforts to change. To help us succeed, our inner parent might give our rebellious inner child some extra emotional support by means of playtime, whatever that means to us snuggling in soft blankets, listening to gentle music, humming, making art, or our favorite foods. Our inner parent may also give us pep talks, reminding us that we are worthy of success, utilizing spiritual practices and prayer, complementing our healthy choices, and generally taking care of the part of us that may struggle to attain our goals. For example, if we found that we were drawn to hang out with people that we'll call friends in low places, our inner parent might schedule our exercise time during the time when we might have met with those friends. Our inner parent might also set up a reward system to encourage behavior that births our best self. Our inner parent might encourage looking at new clothes in a smaller size and setting a reward of some new clothing when we make a healthy choice. Alternately, the inner parent may also set a punishment if we make unhealthy choices. The result of this inner parenting would be that we become healthier overall and that we give birth to and become our best self growing in accountability and integrity. And those characteristics of accountability and integrity are not only born, but can flourish and grow. So why bother with the struggle required to birth our best self? Well, because it frees us. It frees us from insecurities that limit our ability to experience life to the fullest in healthy relationships and to fulfill our passions and to experience joy. Do we want to fly? 
It's up to us. Although birthing our best self is vital to create our strongest soul and allow our fullest experience of life, it is also uncommon. It's so uncommon, as a matter of fact, that we were not able to find any statistics on the internet as to how many people actualize or give birth to their best self. As quoted from the website thriveglobal.com, living our best life, or what they will call an uncommon life, is subjective. It's supposed to be on our own terms, according to our own definition of what success means to us. However, the sad reality is, because most people haven't done the work to define what their best life would be, or what success means to them, they have no way of knowing if they are, in fact, living it. That said, those of us who aren't yet living ours, we feel it. We know it in our bones. So, what might life look like when we don't birth our best self? Symptoms of not choosing to give birth to our best self may include, but are not limited to, feeling stuck in behavior patterns that cycle up and down, having low energy, feeling angry and exhibiting sabotaging behaviors, and having low confidence. Here are five examples from thriveglobal.com of what we may experience when we're not birthing our best self. One, we're envious and jealous of others. Two, we feel like something is missing. Three, we don't know how to enjoy ourselves in healthy ways. Four, we can't define happiness for ourselves. And five, we feel like a failure. On the other hand, what might life look like when we do act as our own midwife and birth our best self? Well, the end result can be our wildest dreams, and the actual birthing process is a struggle. And it's supposed to be. Because the struggle makes us stronger. Too often we avoid struggle, thinking it's too hard or will break us. When in actuality, the struggle is the birth. And without the struggle, our best self isn't born. Just as the little chick hatching from the egg must peck away and struggle to break the shell in order for it to have a usable beak and survive as an adult, just as the butterfly must struggle to emerge from the cocoon and flex its wings so its wings will be strong enough to fly, we must struggle to be born. We are not different from the rest of nature in this way. We must struggle in order to gain the strength to be that best self that we long for. Personally, I choose to accept and work through my struggles. Although I could choose to dive into addictions and distractions instead, I am not fascinated by those things. Birthing my best self is far more interesting to me. It is an evolutionary process, meaning... I've been born and reborn more than once. By choosing rebirth over staying stuck in the same, 
I've received more experiences and spiritual gifts than I can list during this show. To share a blush on it, by birthing my best self, I broke free of an addiction to food and birthed a self that is now free and easily can say no to sweets. I broke free of my addiction to narcissistic men and birthed a self that is now free to say yes to my best partnership, even if it's just with me. I broke free of my addiction to taking responsibility for other people's choice to not be present to their own feelings and needs and birth the self that is now free to allow others to work through or deny their own struggles while I move on my own merry way. I broke free of an addiction to what others thought of me and birthed a self that is now free to act in ways that reflect my truth. And that is just the beginning of a long list of results that I enjoy from choosing to birth my best self. If you're interested in exploring your own birth process, or if you recognize that, hey, you're amidst a rebirth right now, here are five tips to better support and care for you. One, don't expect results. Although this goes counter to our Western culture, we must release expectations in order to not stress or stunt the birthing process. Why, you might ask? Because it's not possible to know exactly what the end of the result of the birth will be. The process is not linear and takes as long as it takes. Two, learn how you feel. Our feelings help us know when we are out of balance. Like a tire with a missing weight balance, when we don't know what we're feeling or that we're feeling sad, we may instead act needy. We create a personal wobble that then wobbles all over our relationships. Other people are not responsible for our wobble, and we can learn to care for our own feelings. Number three, learn what you need. One of the reasons why we stunt our own birthing process is because we don't know what we need or how to care for ourselves. It's our job to find out. We can ask ourselves, what do I need right now? A hug, a nap, a walk, a talk, a prayer, what? And then once we know, we can do it, A-S-A-P. Number four, learn to observe with love. Criticism kills, so don't criticize yourself. Instead, observe without judgment. You don't know the totality of what you will become by birthing yourself. Only life knows what seed is planted in you. Will you be reborn as a butterfly? The only way to find out is to observe and allow. By observing yourself, you can learn what you need, when you need it, and how you feel when you feel it. You can allow and support yourself and the process every step of the way. If you saw a baby who was trying to walk for the first time, criticism 
would not be the way to get it to walk. You can take the same advice for yourself. Care and nurturing through observation without criticism is the very best way to birth your best self. Number five, admire your own birthing process. Often other people may be clueless as to what is happening to you. They may have known and still see you as a caterpillar. They liked you as a caterpillar. So when the caterpillar is gone, they don't know what to do. They may suggest that there's something wrong with you, that you're not yourself. They may look at you in the cocoon and see you as less attractive and not available to fulfill their needs. Well, even if no one else can see and say to you, hey, sweetheart, you're becoming a butterfly, you can take to heart in observing and honoring your own birthing process that you are birthing and you can keep on growing. How does that look in real life? Well, during my birthing process, people gave me a hard time about not coming around anymore and left me voicemail messages asking if I had died. Well, I didn't get out of my cocoon for their criticisms. Instead, I replied with phone calls or text messages as I felt inspired, which honored my process, and said to them, Thank you for your love, care, and concern. I'll let you know when I'm ready to reemerge in the world. So I've got a question for you. How will you support the birth of your best self? While you think on this, we'll take a quick break to see what people have to say about us. When we come back, we'll hear from the crew and special guest, Reverend Henry Bolden III, and then we'll talk tips, tools, and elements from Mother Nature to help us break free and be reborn. The Will You Grow Show will now take 60 seconds to check in with you. If you're wondering how to apply a Grow Show topic to your life, here's what people say about mentoring with Angelique. I think she just sensed that I was very uptight with uh, my emotions. And she's been able to guide me and help me know those emotions. When you get in tune with your feelings, uh, for me it brought a lot of joy, a lot of confidence. I think it was more just knowing that the emotions I wasn't using, they weren't there. And I think she was able to sense that and in her natural gifted way was able to get me to deal with them. She has a, uh, a knack for what she does that's real, honest, professional. It's hard to describe her because it's Wonderful. This is your girl. Um, <laughs> self-care is not selfish. If you really want to dig deep and stop living on the surface, then schedule a conversation with Angelique. And now, back to the Will You Grow show with Will You founder, Angelique Meadow. Welcome back. 
Before we showcase with our special guest and dive into tips and tools, let's see what the crew has to say about today's topic. We've been talking about this, you know, for a few weeks now. Mm -hmm. I think the part that struck me about this intro was when people around you will see the transformation and they don't, they either don't see where you're headed or don't agree with it. Um, and if they're a close spiritual friend, maybe that's valid, but, uh, you know, there's that saying that our personalities are built upon the, our closest interactions and who we interact with the most. So it's a good way of filtering out who really knows you, you know, if you're trying to change, then you maybe need to change those people that are surrounding you. Um, and maybe they, maybe the way you were, uh, broken or not working for your own life was working really well for them. So Uh, something to consider. It's funny when you said you got phone calls, people asking if you were dead. My mother, may she rest in peace, <laughs> that was one of her favorite things to do, would be call up, and if I didn't answer, she'd leave a message. Hello, Neil. This is your mother, you know, Louise. Just calling to see if you're still alive. <laughs> call me back if you're not dead. Love you, bye. <laughs> ah, motherly guilt. <laughs> Nothing quite like it. (laughs) Yes, not everyone will support our birthing process. But had you thought about how you would birth your best self? Mm. Not until today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not until today. Will you think about it? I will. Perfect. With the five tips, we've got homework to do. Great, guys. Thanks for the feedback. Next, let's talk for a moment with our special guest, Bishop Henry Bolden III, and learn his perspective on birthing our best self. Here's a brief snippet of our pre-recorded Zoom call. So we've we've talked about the uh, overcoming abandonment part, involving self-introspection, some maybe some courses, some opportunities to observe and redirect our own behavior. But what about the side of birthing our best self you had a great talk about becoming your own midwife and i really (laughs) enjoyed that midwife to your soul so to speak yes hear a little bit about that would you well i think one of the mistakes a lot of people make is that they think that if they have no collaborative collaborator or anybody in collaborative effort with them then it makes what they're believing or dreaming about null and void because certainly I can't do this by myself. And to some degree, uh, that is true. But on the other end of the spectrum, you can't keep your life in neutral waiting on somebody to come and put it in drive, right? You can't get up every day um, saying, I'm waiting for something to happen. You've got to get up and be the something that happens. Um, you got to have very strong initiative. You got to have very strong um, sense of fervency and drive. And I tell people all the time, the alarm clock doesn't get me up. My ambition gets me up every day. My drive, my passion for more and more and more of life. And so um, there's going to be a time in your life, as I've experienced, and you know, I write about the things that I experienced. There were times in my life where I thought, uh, if I didn't have him on board, this will never get off the ground. If she's not a part of it, if she's not a part of the investment team, we'll, we'll never get it. And what I was doing was 
I was psychologically psyching myself out in conjunction with my mouth because psychologically I was saying what couldn't be done and my mouth was sealing the deal uh, uh, by saying I needed this person or that to make it a reality or for things to come to fruition when in actuality there are some things that God will allow to happen with just you just so you're not strung out by the coming and goings of people. Because you've lived long enough like I have to know people will come and they will go. Some people will go that you thought would always be on your Christmas card at the office parties with you. You know, I'm going to be with you when the road gets tough. And as soon as the road got tough, they got gone. And so at the end of the day, I can't lose my mind just because I lose that connection or that investment or that person. I have to be so settled and situated in self and have such a consciousness of, of God who is my source, whether I have resources apparently or in front of me or not. Um, and, and so you just realize that in this season, you're not going to need as many people as you thought. You know, let people try to hold out on you and say, well, you know, I'm not going to help him. Okay, don't. You're missing <laughs> out on me. At some point, you got to let people just miss out on you and be okay with it, right? And you know, it's funny that sometimes it requires that abandonment by humans for us to really recognize the power That's of the, the creator that made us That's and supplies us with every darn thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So rather than kicking myself for not having recognized this earlier, I certainly can applaud my submission and my yes. willingness to receive the truth of what it is that life and God have to offer me. Absolutely. I'm with you hundred percent on that. Please share with our viewers where they can find you and what kinds of products they can find there, like on your website, et cetera. Um, all you got to do is go to Henry Bolden anywhere, Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, any social media platform, go to henrybolden.com. Uh, there's a store. As a matter of fact, we're uploading uh, in the next two weeks some brand new uh, products. Of course, uh, book that we talked about. What's so great about you is on there. I have book there. And then there's one on there talking about turning your passions into profits. That the things that God gave you, uh, He not only wants you to maximize them, but He gave you the ability to monetize. Them. And, uh, and and we've got some great things that are coming up uh, in a few weeks from now. So go to henrybolden.com and check that out. That's great. And you also yeah. give talks at least once a week, yeah. right? Where can yes. we find those? Yes. Uh, YouTube at Henry W. Bolden Third, and Facebook at Henry Bolden. You know, I'm on a few times a week. I have inspirational segments. I have leadership segments, spiritual segments. And so you'll catch me in either one of them. They're always rotating. Yes. Super. And where can we find you there in New Orleans if we want to come? All you got to do is come to New Orleans. You can find me at 13800 Hain Boulevard, New Home Family Worship Center in New Orleans by the lakefront. It's so cool. Our church is right across from the lakefront. You can go up on the levee and you're right there at the lake. Uh, so it's a cool, cool thing. Nice. Well, thank yeah. you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. And now it's metaphysical tool time. Our healing animal for today is the cicada. The following information is from the website sunsigns.org. The appearance of the cicada in our life has many interpretations. For instance, it can represent long life, 
restoration or changes coming to our life very soon. Thus, the cicada symbol inspires us not to worry, although we may feel sad, weak in spirit, or sick. Cicadas are symbols of a new life and restoration. Indeed, our emergence will be tremendous, and everyone will notice. So likewise, we must not suppress our feelings. Cicadas ask us to come out, emerge from our hideouts, stop restricting ourselves so much, express our feelings, move freely around in the world, and enjoy nature. Cicadas show us how to be real and honest. They encourage us to make noise when we feel inspired, speak our mind, sing and laugh, and to not expect gratification from other people as they may disappoint. They show us to appreciate what makes us truly happy and fulfilled, and not pretend to be or sing like someone else, and to express our own true identity. Often, we may find it hard to understand and be comfortable with our true self. We may feel utterly lost and not know where to look. Yet, ironically, the information and insight that we seek usually lies just below the surface, guarded only by blockages of our own making. The cicada helps us understand and be in tune with ourselves by aiding in and uncovering profound truths and thoughts that we may have forgotten. After putting us in touch with our inner voice and ability to express, cicadas assist us to connect with our most heartfelt desires. Because of this, we are enabled to behave and live in a style that's authentic to ourself. While our voice is of the utmost importance, the cicada also requires a balance of speaking and listening. If we're not warming our own heart, as well as the hearts of the community, with our positive expression and passion, it's time for us to assess and reevaluate ourselves. Then we can let our light grow inside of us before we connect with those around us. The same way that a community of cicadas joins together in their songs in harmony with their community. They listen to their surroundings and others around them. And today's healing flower is the Mandavia. The following information is brought to us by Katie Hess, floral alchemist and founder of LotusWEI.com a pretty little place to find information about flowers and floral products. The Mandavia flower and fragrance activates acceptance, and its message is to fall in love with what is. Mandavia blooms in pink, red, white, and yellow varieties and loves warmer climates. The flowers on the vine start out as an oversized pink bud that are tightly curled into a spiral pattern. Native to Central and South America, this showy flower vine can be trained to grow up a trellis or garden wall by using twist ties to guide the vine as desired, either horizontally or vertically. One species of Mandavia in Chile, the Mandavia laxa, even smells heavenly like gardenias. Not an edible flower, Mandavia is a part of the dogbane family. All members of this family are toxic to people and animals. Mandavia itself is not as poisonous as other flowers in its family, such as oleander and periwinkle, but if eaten, it does cause indigestion. 
Mandevillas are considered a low-maintenance vine, and pruning from time to time makes them flourish. Mandevilla helps us feel secure in the love that we possess inside of us, rather than needing something or someone from outside of us to feel complete and whole. This leads to peacefulness, contentment, and the liberation of creative energy. When we're not holding on too tightly to something or someone, we have more energy at our disposal to appreciate the unfathomable rightness of how things actually are. Mandevilla flower elixir helps us to be profoundly at peace with the way things are, without wanting to change them or wishing for another outcome. It opens us up to being more present with what is, dissolving attachment and fear of loss. In essence, it magnifies deep appreciation of the present moment, peace, patience, contentment, freedom, and creativity. It dissolves fear of loss regarding people and possessions, anger, anguish, or sadness as a result of clinging, fear of abandonment, or rejection. So what say ye? Which of these fabulous tools will you use to give birth to your best self? Let us know in the comment section so we may learn from each other. As always, we thank you for watching and sharing time together with us. If you liked today's show, we'd be honored if you'd hit that subscribe button and the bell to receive all new videos. Hit the like button to let us know that you like what we're doing. And hit the share button to share this message with people you care about. We ask for this because each time you like or share, our video becomes more visible via YouTube which allows new people to more readily find and watch the video and receive inspiration and tools for their healing. Your likes and your shares support healing. That's what we're all about. If you'd like to see more of our videos, click the green Will You button below this video and then scroll down. And if you'd like to mentor with me, feel free to schedule your complimentary conversation at willyougrow.com today and I'll look forward to speaking with you soon. And for now, we bid you adieu. Take excellent care of your very fine self, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Always with love, from Angelique. Yeah, that's how we it's did done. It. That's how it's done. We did it. Thank you. For more information about programs offered by Will You, Mentoring with Angelique, and to watch video success stories from clients, explore willyougrow.com. If you or your company are interested in inspiring our mutual audience by sponsoring this or another of our programs, let's talk about it. Boost viewer confidence and trust in your company. Call 1-833-WILL-YOU, then press extension number 6. Make sure to click the subscribe button to get reminders before upcoming shows.